0: Welcome to the Electrician Success Podcast. I'm Greg Allen, and this is your daily performance boost. If you want to become a member at the Electrician Success Academy, we have a 10% off lifetime membership if you sign up using the podcast token code. So that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all in capital letters, at checkout. Okay, let's get into this one. It's gonna be a good one, so I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Inside Response where we share with you some of the challenges that we face at Response Fire and Electrical and the tools, tips, tricks, strategies, and mindset that we use to overcome these challenges each and every week. Uh, We wanna be totally open and honest with you so that you can accelerate your growth to success and not make the same mistakes that we have spent a long time overcoming and implementing tools, strategies, and everything that we're gonna teach you in these sessions. So, looking forward to getting into this one, uh, but this week, we're just gonna get straight into it. How you going, Kirk? How's your week? Yeah,
1: week's been good. Um, We've been short, uh, office manager at the moment. So, um, yeah, we've sort of had a week without that sort of key role being filled, um, but it it hasn't been disastrous. Um, as you know, we've got a lot of cross training across the company, so there's a lot of people that can slip into different roles, which mm. is key. Um, so yeah, I've managed to like split the, split the role across a couple of like I've stepped in for a little bit in certain areas, and then um, we've got one of our our schedulers sort of taking a bit more of a responsibility in certain areas as well. So um, yeah, we've managed to cover, um, but without that cross training, I think we'd be uh, we'd be struggling a lot more. So yeah, it's really key that we've got multiple people that can cover multiple roles and that's that stretches right way across the board so we've got guys in the field that can cover the sort of stuff that i do um and we've got like myself that can cover sort of the admin more orientated tasks and then obviously yourself and myself we can fall right the way back through and mm. be on the tools as well so yeah wherever wherever we're needed or wherever the void is, we, we're very adaptable and we can move in and, and sort of um, assess and yeah cover that spot. So I
0: think the challenge that we had, and this was a couple of years ago, was when we had someone that was sick or had a week off or went on leave, it almost broke the whole chain within the business. So once we had um, you know the office manager or the admin person go away when I was managing full time. Um, and then, because I couldn't, I up working 16 hours. So effectively you'd go into, the only way to get this done was to work well, double as long because that person has eight hours of work each day and I had eight hours of work each day. So when they went away, I did 16 hours of work. Oh my God, that was the worst. <laughs> like, And I know there's people out there doing that still. And it doesn't have to be that way. There's a lot of great um, strategies that you can use and implement in in to make sure that you're not uh, doing those massive days because you've got to also look at uh, sustainability yeah. and your mindset um, for the long term and how is that impacting on your life? Like, what is your life consist of at the moment? Do you have a family? Do you have a social life? Um, you know. So, what we had to think of there was okay so what are we going to do to ensure that we could handle any situation if someone was to leave uh, get sick get injured you know what are we going to do as a
1: backup there was definitely a vulnerability there with within the business and once you identify that then you need to strategize around that and so that one person leaving or being away or getting injured doesn't cripple the business as a whole and then you've got to pick up the pieces so you need to have this backup plan sitting there as a backup plan for when stuff happens yeah yeah so initially like
0: i was like i can't afford that i can't afford to have a backup for the admin side of things um but we looked at some ways to be able to afford that and there's you know, there's great ways you can reach out um, over the internet now and have some, we, we have virtual assistants working for us um, as a backup. So we've got people who are our core members of our business now who work remotely. They don't work in Perth. And we've built our model of business um, so that we can uh, utilize people from wherever and even us, like we can work from wherever. We're often working down near the beach or we're working in the city or we're setting up a tent and marketing somewhere like it's totally mobile and and the ability of like we've been able to build that because of these backup structures that we've built um so i guess what we're trying to get at and why why do you think is the the core reason why this hasn't actually
1: just destroyed you this week yeah it's um it's definitely the the ability to teach people outside of that particular role small components of the role so that if that person was to be away like like we have had today someone that like we've divvied up the role across multiple people so it's not like sticking 8 hours of work on the end of your 8 hours of work you've taken that 8 hours of work and given 2 hours to this person 2 hours to this person 2 hours to this person and someone might be covering 2 hours of what I'm doing in the day so that I can do two hours of this other task that may, may be more important or um, more essential to the flow of the business for mm. the next day or something like that. So there's, yeah, we just sort of divvy it up and share it around. Um, if you don't have the knowledge and the cross-training amongst your team, then that's impractical. Um, so that's where you do get stuck with, I'm the only person that knows how to do this and I'm the only person that knows how to do this. So yeah. I need to do both, which is, it's um, it, it leaves you in a vulnerable position. Um, you, you don't want to have that sort of reliance on one individual being there mm. uh, because as soon as you have that and something goes wrong, then the, the stress and the pressure will, will crack it.
0: Yeah. So maybe like within your own businesses or at work as an electrician, think about like your role in, in the business and do you have to do everything that you're doing? Is there something that you can get you know, a pretty unqualified person to do. For instance, um, basic data entry. You know, basic data entry, you can get someone from the Philippines for $6 to $7 an hour full time doing data entry for you. And then that way, how how much time would that free up for you? Just ask yourself that. Yeah. Just basic um, organization of your emails um, updating you if something has come in if you're out if you're at the moment you're out doing a lot of work by yourself and you find you get distracted and because you're so involved in what you're doing maybe you just need someone to be scanning over your emails and taking calls um, to to then forward on the important ones and take messages when they're not important that will increase your productivity through the roof um but then as you scale the business you've got to obviously Upgrade the level of competency of your staff. And we've got really high level competency people working for us remotely now. Um, But they are so fantastic. They are so good at their job. Um, They are so good in in their roles that they they have within the business. Um, But because we do that, we're able to have more uh, flexibility throughout our team. Yeah. Um, so, I guess that's within the office.
1: Yeah, the other, the other thing is we're, we're blessed with staff members that show an interest and care about how, how the admin side runs. So, for instance, this week, I would be able to confidently rely on one of our tradesmen to step in to do a few quotes for me or something like that yeah. and understand uh, I'll have the confidence in them knowing that this is how the system works they understand how it works because we've put put that time into training them correctly yep. and then that frees up that time which means I can cover for someone else um, so having staff that are interested in in how things work behind the scenes is, is key. And then actually acknowledging that and highlighting the people that do want to learn more skills and then investing the time in doing that, it just creates it creates more coverage. And the more coverage you have, the more flexible you are. Yeah. Also ask yourself within your company culture,
0: what, what do you value most? Do you, do you value a hierarchical system where you've got director, manager, office person, and then electrician and then apprentice? Or do you treat everyone as equal? Because we've we've gone with a model which is non-hierarchical. It's a balanced, where everyone is equal and, it's, and everyone is responsible for the growth of response. And by doing that, everyone feels equal and part of the team um, and everyone is capable of taking over other people's roles yeah. without the fear of someone, oh, no, I'm not going to let them take that because that's my position. Yeah, because
1: what? no ownership or... There's no ownership. Yeah, Is it's more about, um, yeah, you need to break down that hierarchy so that you're not controlling your own role or you don't feel too um, dependent on the things that you do being essential to you keeping your job letting someone else learn the skills to do your job doesn't mean that you're going to be replaced all it does is it encourages growth in other people and it, it, it allows you more flexibility yeah also with your team
0: uh it's really important to encourage transparency between everyone so i don't know um the, the main issue and I always believe, this starting the business like I always wanted to be open and transparent with the team um, and able to like if we have a successful month then you know it's because of everyone it's not because one electrician did better than the other it's not because you know I, I was out getting more work for the business it wasn't because Kirk was driving the team to go and get some more like, do more work or It's none of that. It's everyone's responsibility and everyone wins. And creating that culture where there is no ego is really important because the effects of, you know, all depending on your ego, that's an interesting topic on itself. Like, just depending on whether the ego is a self driving. Thing like, is it something that's like I need to prove myself to myself, or is it an ego where it's egotistical ego where it's you want to be better than other people? Yeah, that's there's a lot to do, there's different types of ego, but I think a lot of people's you know, if you were to lose the ego and just be open to criticism and learning from others, like understand that you can always learn something of someone else so there's so much that kirk knows that i don't and i appreciate that there's so much that my apprentice knows that i don't and i have to appreciate that and as soon as you have that mindset across and get everyone in the team to have the same then when criticism is made it's not a personal attack on you as a person it's it's a process for improvement and start looking at it like that. Yeah,
1: it's um, it's a key thing to be able to learn from everyone in the team um, and what you want to do is you want to encourage as many of the people in your team to actively want to learn. Yeah, I think that's key. Um, so the good thing about our team at the moment, we've got guys that are interested in learning new skills. Now, be that how to quote better, be that how to communicate better with customers, they're always open to new new training and learning from others. And I think that's that's a character trait that you need to look for when you're trying to oh, create yeah. a team. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if they're not open to learning new things or learning from others, um, then that, that's going to create a division in your culture. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyone like in hiring people and if you're an electrician out there looking to get a job, you need to be humble enough to say, I don't know. Yeah. Please like and honestly believe that. Stop protecting your ego and understand that someone will have a different perspective on things than you. Every time, on everything, always. (laughs) That's the truth. That's every personal relationship ever, anywhere,
1: wherever, yeah, always. (laughs) (laughs) They see it through different eyes, so it's going to be a different interpretation of the same information. Plus, the the experiences of one person is
0: absolutely completely different to the experiences of another leading up to that point where you're having a discussion. So, you have to understand that everyone has a different point of view on something. Um, When you agree that's fantastic, but the, the grounds on the agreement is always, if you look at it de- on a deeper level, is always going to be a different perspective even though you agree on a point. Yeah. Their understanding of it will be different to the other person's understanding of it but it's their in agreement, which is a good thing. But as soon as you understand that this person has a different way, so how can I learn their way
1: of seeing things that's You've and got to be yeah. open to them their way might might be better than your way yeah and if you're not open to that if you're very much my way is the best way this is the way i've always done it there is no possible better way to do it then you close yourself off to development and you close yourself off to learning new things oh man
0: yeah you absolutely do because because you're saying i know as soon as you start saying i know it's like the end like you've stopped learning on that subject you've stopped learning as soon as you say I know that's the end you think you you know it that way and you know obviously I don't know if you've ever played a musical instrument if if you start playing a musical instrument you can get really good at a musical instrument but if you don't play it for a long time you can say yeah I, I can play the musical instrument but you go back and play it and you haven't played it for five years you're not as good as you were before and your understanding of the instrument's not as good as it was. So even though there's people out there at the moment saying, oh, if people don't know this, they shouldn't have a license. Well, I don't think that's fair because people need to constantly be retrained on things. They need to constantly experience the things that they know yeah. and they need to see it from different points of angle and perspectives. Otherwise,
1: you know, that, that's sort of constant learning. You, you can't begin to... Uh, sort of guess the experiences that someone might have through their apprenticeship and when they get signed off that should still be that. that's a marking point in their career that doesn't mean to say that they've learnt the same ways that you've learnt or or that they've been exposed to the same situations that you've been exposed to but in saying that them being a freshly qualified tradesman that Matt might not know this seemingly simple thing to you they will probably also have skills and knowledge that you don't yet have, which you need to be open to, to learning from. Yeah. And if you if you take this, I'm better than them because I know this approach, then you close yourself off. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially as a leader. Like if you're a leader, like Kirk's position as operations manager, it's really important that he doesn't let any ego come in the way of the staff. Because as soon as you say that, you know, you should know this, why don't you know this? Um then he's closed himself off to finding out why the electrician doesn't know it. Yeah. And as soon as you that's go cool. and ask them, okay, can you just why why aren't you understanding this? And and you start to find out why it might be because they missed a whole module or were sick through a module at TAFE, and that's the thing that they're struggling at at the moment.
1: Yeah, they they may never have experienced the situation, even though it might seem like common to you yeah they may have never come across it um and the, i think the biggest thing is is snapping and saying to someone why don't you know this or how do you not know this um what that does is that shatters confidence and then yeah. that confidence takes a long time to rebuild yeah and and an electrician in the field that's not confident in their own ability that's different to arrogant but yeah not confident in their own ability they make more errors than the people that are confident and have their self-assurance that they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And especially in electrical, if you think, you know, like if you know that light fitting's safe and you don't test it because you know, then it could be unsafe, but you're, you're not, you're not because you're not testing it and making sure you see what my point is getting at here. But, um, yeah, I guess that's really important, isn't it? So, um, what would you say is the, the biggest change that you've noticed in creating this network where we've got the electricians able to do your role, the you able to do office manager's role, um, scheduler able to do office manager's role. Yep. So, we've got different peers supporting a platform now.
1: What that does is it, it does a lot to the individual. Um So if the individual is willing to learn new skills or like wants to learn about how the business runs on a backside sort of thing um that encourages like growth in that individual um it also makes them a more valued asset to the company they the more skills they have that are relevant to the business the more valuable they are yeah Um, so to, to any electricians watching this that might be starting at a new company. It's integral that you try and learn as much about the business that you're going into from the start, so that you can cement your place there. And you, the more skill and understanding, understanding that you have of of the of the way the business runs, then the more valuable you are as an employee. Yeah, the more valuable you are as an employee, the more you cement your spot, and the more um, responsibility and credibility that you're going to be given. Yeah. And
0: value and value that you give to the business and the culture of the business. Uh, and, you know, you have to break down those barriers of ego so that you can go and ask your superior, like when we don't have a superior, but yep. what's perceived as a superior openly and honestly and say, hey, I'm not understanding this. Can you explain it to me? But also have the person in that role not come down on them. Be
1: able to teach them, not just instruct them.
0: Yeah, last year we hired and let go a lot of people and it was crazy that the amount of information that they didn't know and understand and I really think it was because they, you know, through their training and a lot of these people were fresh out of their trade and if you're stuck in one role for your whole apprenticeship mainly construction doing pulling cables fitting off stuff and you're, you're learning what to do but not why yeah. and you're not out there asking why do we do it this way what, why does it you you can come what is the principle behind yeah, what it is the principle bridge? behind yeah. it and that's why it's so important and that's why we started the Electrician Success Academy to help people in those positions where you are out there just pulling cables and you're learning what to do and there's in the other the other thing that I see happening a lot online is a lot of um, putting down of these people and saying, "Oh, you shouldn't have your license." Now, what does that do to that person? It makes them want to not talk up, out, it makes them shut, close in on side and protect themselves, and say, "I'm not going to say anything about this." And then what that does and leads to, because of that person and those people out there doing this, saying, "You shouldn't have a license if you don't know that." that's really affecting everyone that doesn't know because they now will not say anything and they'll go out and do it anyway and give it their best shot, maybe possibly do it wrong and put people's lives at risk. Now, it's not good that they don't know, but the fact is that they don't and we need to create an easy way for and nurture these people that don't understand these concepts fully and Help them
1: understand without criticism. Yeah, I think it's a a lot of people could do with remembering back to when they were an apprentice. I think, um, and you, you're continually continually learning once you've got your trade. You don't you don't get your license and then you know everything about the electrical industry. Some people think they do. Yeah, there are people that think they do, and that's probably where a lot of the com- comments come from. But I'm still learning. I still learn every day about different ways to do things and different um, ways to approach a, uh, a problem and new solutions and new products and stuff like that. There's, I'm always learning. Test about. and measure. Test and measure. Always and learning. Measure. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there's no one could sit back and comfortably say they know everything there is to know about the electrical industry. No. So yeah. You think, talk to some of the most. Uh, like with
0: through interviewing these people as well, uh, some of the most successful electricians who have been in the industry for decades and decades, they're still learning. They're still learning uh, and they will always be learning because there's new challenges, there's new technology, there's new attitudes, there's new types of people coming into the industry, there's more pressure from government, there's more pressure from industry,
1: the, the space is ever evolving, so you need have to, to be able to learn new things and, and, and adapt to the way that the industry moves forward. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so the, the people that think they, yeah, you get your trade certificate and, and you're an absolute genius when it comes to electrical, is they're sadly mistaken. Yeah.
0: So I guess, like, if you can take away an attitude from today's session, take away an attitude that well, just know that when people say something to you, they're not—they're generally not having an attack on you. So, if they, say, Kirk, you should be doing it this way, mate. Like, that's not Kirk your shit. You should—you shouldn't have a license, mate. Like, give me your <laughs> yeah. license. Get out of here. It's—it's um, it's usually just criticism. So, feel good about that and say, "Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, I don't fully understand this. Can you explain it?" If they've done it wrong, and if you've done it wrong and someone's come to you and said, Hey, Maybe. you could do you could be doing this better, yeah. don't go, Nah, something you know, it's this someone else's fault or it's not my fault because of this. Yeah. Like, there's a good opportunity there to find out why the person that told you that information was thinking that
1: the differently problem. to you. Yeah. The, yeah, so there's always you've got to be able to learn from everyone you come across yeah so see that and take away
0: that attitude that i can learn from everyone be the student yeah like you can learn from children like the way that their lives are today and the way they perceive the world Uh, and i'm watching my daughter grow up and watching her change and, and evolve and the way that she sees the world is different and it's you know and it's going to be different as she grows up and it's just crazy but but as soon as you've got to open yourself up and and get rid of the ego stop thinking that people are stop trying to prove yourself to everyone like if as soon as you drop that or even to yourself like I had I was I had a tough year where I had to try and figure out my own mind where I was always trying to exceed my own expectations and I would level up to the next level and keep pushing to the next level and that was my new normal push to the next level new normal next level normal normal. with no satisfaction really it's not sustainable it crushed me Um, and you know it was so so difficult um, to try and figure out and in the end I was like this is my own ego not that I feel I've never felt like I'm better than anyone else but it was my own ego in the sense that I wasn't living up to my own expectations of myself, and that was my ego eating me <laughs> eating me up and it yeah, it's powerful stuff, and it wasn't until you go, you know I can you know i'm I'm okay right now, the way I am right now today i'm I'm good, and tomorrow I'll be better because I'll try and learn, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and as soon as you open up and you say. I'm ready to slow it down and just learn from others. And, and, you know, you get into that rush, fight or flight state like we talked in the other session. But that fight or flight state is you're not going to learn from anyone because you're constantly rushing. Rushing is terrible. It's a terrible thing, eh? Yeah. So um, if you're rushing, the feeling of rush is like heart rate elevated, you know, got to get it done, racing, <laughs> that sort of stuff. So yeah, that all comes down to the ego, coming back to that ego, like you're not satisfying something within yourself.
1: Yeah, so I think it closes off a lot of um, your ability to take the world in. And once you close that window, you close off your ability to connect with others, you close off your ability to learn from others, and you narrow your your field of vision so much that you you do get this like tunnel vision, and you're just you just going through the tunnel. Um, if if you're say if you're if you're an electrician and you're working for a company at the moment, and you're in the tunnel, um, and you're not being you're not aware of different ways in which you can better yourself or increase your value to the to the company that you work for, then you're missing out on an opportunity there, and you need to get out of the tunnel vision and sort of open your eyes to where can you develop as a person that will help you become a more valuable asset to the company that you're working for. Yeah.
0: Here's an example. So in that year of hiring and firing people, we I said to every single one of them and I'm humble and I wouldn't criticize and I'm really quite uh, comfortable walking people through the steps they need to take or, to learn properly. Yeah, or a different attitude to have or a better way of doing things without them feeling like they're not good enough. They're being like yeah. yeah. But so I offered every single one of those people that came in and the reason they got fired is because they refused to learn and they went off and did things that they weren't supposed to um, and it, it affected us as a business because the customer was saying, you know, why are you doing that? You normally don't do that. Why, are you, why don't you contact me? Why aren't you communicating? Yeah. Whatever it is. But I offered every single one of those electricians that came to work for us the option to call me every single day after work and say, this is what I did today. Could have I done it better? And what happened? No, no, no phone call. Yeah. And then a week later, I say, hey, I've still got that offer. How about you give me a call? We have found these few mistakes that you're making. I'm happy to talk you through it every single day you can call me every day after work and talk me through your day and then give me a call and then we'll walk through it and how hey, you can do it better. and what happened that week? Nothing nothing no phone calls. Hey, you've made 10 more mistakes this week um, just letting you know you can call me but like, it's all right that you're making mistakes but you just got to be learning from them. How about you call me next week? Yeah what happened that week? More mistakes. Mate, it's, and that is a common trend of people who interviewed really well and then just wasn't capable. They, were, they weren't open learning. to learning. They though. weren't capable of learning, not capable of ability because they were. And I'm sure if those people opened up, dropped the ego and their, their need to feel...
1: Like I know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, and going out there and making mistakes, which is endangers everyone. Endangers the company owner, the business, and the customer that you're working for when you're out there I
1: find, just giving it your best go when you don't quite understand. I find the the best impression that can be left as a new employee coming into a business is not going out there and showing everyone how fast you are on the tools and how great your work is. because. Yeah. Although that's that's nice to come across, it's it's more about coming into an organisation, being able to adapt to the way that this organisation does things, as opposed to where, how you might have done it previously. Yeah, learning the new techniques and the new skills, and implementing them at, at, a, at a rate that's that's impressive. It's not, oh yeah, I've got everything down pat in a day, or coming into a role thinking I am a jet electrician, I'm going to show them how good I am. That's that ego. I've closed myself off to learning the way that they might do it here. It might be a little bit different, or or the fact that my conduit work is out of this world brilliant. That might not be such a big ticket for for each individual company. Yeah, that's you've got to be able to identify with what the company wants from you and how you're best to to learn that skill and then amplify that skill so that you present yourself in the best possible light yeah. as you're starting at a, yeah. new, a new business. Oh, that's such a good point, Kirk. And
0: I think with especially like we at Response value learning over achievement. Definitely. So, the people who are in our team who are most passionate about learning and improving and doing better and scoring better every single week and are looking for ways to, to score better in their scorecards we talked about in the last one, um, but those people are the most valued people. The people are out there going, I'm gonna show them how good I am, I'm gonna do the best work. You know, management doesn't see the work, but they do see you when you call up and go, how can I do this better? Yeah. You create that transparency and go, how else can I help? What can I do
1: better? Um, is there anything else I could be learning to help the company? And they're the people that also seem to enjoy work a lot more. Yeah, because they're getting more from it as an individual. They're getting, they're getting more, more things to learn. They're, they're getting, they're growing. Yeah, new experiences, new things, and they're they're actually developing. Yeah, so it's that yeah. they enjoy themselves a lot more than the people that go to work and just try and do the prettiest electrical or the fastest electrical work that they can and think that. That's gonna get them gold stars every day. Mm. So um, it's th- th- what they'll do is they'll end up burning themselves out and going, oh yeah, this is I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. But they've closed themselves off to what the business is actually wanting from them, yeah. which is well, for us, it's growth and development. Yep. And with that growth and development comes speed and good electrical work and all yeah. that sort of stuff. That's just a byproduct of actually being open to learning and growing as, a, as, a, as an individual
0: yeah so I guess the humble electrician who doesn't have the ego and wants to learn yeah. will be perceived through by the, the company owner and the management as a more valued, a more valued person and asset to the company and member and team member um, also if we flip this around and go to the customer side of things or the client that you're working for then if you walk in there with an ego and go, this is the way you do it, I know this is the best way because I've done it before, you should do it this way. The cust- you haven't asked what the customer wants. So the person that walks in goes, hi, how you doing? Um, so how can I help today? What do you What do you prefer? Would you like it to look good or just want it to be quick and cheapest? As soon as you start asking the questions, you open yourself up to learning from the customer, learning, learning what they want. Yeah, learning, learning, learning from the customer, learning from everyone you encounter. And what does that customer take away? You walk in and go, this is how you do it. I'm going to go I'm going to be out fastest. I'm going to do it the best. See you later. Have no connection with the customer. And you walk away and that customer's like, sweet, I got the electrical job done. You haven't learned anything. Yeah. There's no impression left. Yeah. Um, and they they probably if they they're not going to look for your company next time to call you because you haven't engaged with the customer. Yeah. Same with your manager. Like if you're not engaging with the people who are giving you the jobs at work as an electrician, then there's no loyalty there. Like like if you're the person out there doing the best and the fastest every time, but never ever looking to improve, and you shut off, and you you always when the manager calls up and goes hey, I've just noticed this. Um, Yeah, maybe next time you're gonna, no, no, no. Yeah, okay, no, that was because of this. Uh, There's a reason for that. Yeah. You're the lowest hanging fruit. Like, there's no connection there. There's no value in knowing it all. So, it it comes down to how much engagement are you having? You could be,
1: depending on the company, you could be the fastest or the best on the tools and you could still be viewed as the lowest fruit in a particular company. Mm. If if that company was set up that way. They're, they're, they're good skills to have, don't get me wrong. Being fast and efficient and doing good electrical work is the core of being an electrician. But as far as the culture within the company that you're working for, they may value other things over that, which could render you at the bottom of the on the bottom run. It could do. Um, So you need to be open to responding to what the particular company that you're working for is actually looking for. Yeah, they might be looking for fastest and
0: best. But then the thing that you want to be and talk to your company about this, if they want fastest and best, but you have to know that. And then you go to the man, you go, is that the fastest and best? How can I do it faster? How can I do it better? And start asking those questions. And then when you finish your next job, you go, was that the fastest and the best? Yeah. And, you know, whatever it is, you have to you have to engage with management and the company owner and don't feel like they're too high above you. If you send them an email and say, you know, I'm really enjoying working here. What can I do better? Is what are you else? looking for
1: from me? Yeah. Like that, if you can identify what, what their ideal of... The ideal employees and mold yourself into that so yeah you're right so, some companies are looking for the fastest and the best yeah and if that's what it is then you can work at your speed and you and you, how good your electrical work is or how e- efficient your electrical work is and you if you focus on that then you will progress up the ranks and you will become a more valuable employee um if you're but if
0: that only if they know about it yeah
1: yeah if you go into a company that's looking for speed and accuracy in the on the tools and you're more about creating customer connection and uh, positive customer reviews then your speed might be lacking to a point where you you're at the bottom run and the, the business isn't looking for customer connection they're looking more for speed and efficiency so you need to identify what the company is looking f- what the company wants from you. Yeah. Once you can identify that, which is actually quite easy, it's just an open and direct question. Mm. What What do you want from me, and how do I do it better? The, on, on a ma- regular basis, the management will be able to spell that out black and white for you. Like, t- depending on the company that you work for, they'll be able to go. This is what we would love you to be able to achieve, and this if if you can do this, you'll be you'll be ideal. Yeah. And once you identify that, you tailor your actions in the field or every day in everyday work to achieve that at a higher at a higher rate yeah there's no there's no point in getting distracted by trying to do all these little things at a, a lesser rate when the company really wants you to do this particular role yeah as, aspect of the job yeah So focus your energy on that and you'll progress up the ranks so that yeah, you're not the lowest hanging fruit in the end and your value to the uh, to the company has been increased.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's one of the other challenges and no one likes to do it, but when you get into a really tight financial position, you have to let people go. It's almost like the person, you've got to ask yourself, who's, who's going to be letting those people go um, and then who are they talking to to get uh, advice from uh, or advisory um, to to make that decision, and who has been the people connecting most, and it always comes down to personal connection, and it always comes down to communication. So, yeah. open and honest communication is our one of our most important values. Yeah, definitely for us, it, that's what that's exactly what it is, and transparent communication.
1: But so, there could be other companies out there that are tailored yeah. differently so, yeah, and you, absolutely. Did, you need to be able to identify who you're working for and what they want because if you're trying to push an agenda that's not in line with their expectations or their desired outcome then you could be wasting a whole heap of effort and you could be working for a company that's not suited to your style as well yep. so you need to be able to identify that
0: yeah so there's two things that you need to take away here one is the, from the electrician's point of view the company has values, so find out what they are, and, but it's not a matter of just finding out what they are, it's a matter of personal connection. So you need to go and find them out from the person that is is gonna be able to tell you with passion about those things, and then you test and measure. So, okay, so I need to be fast and efficient. So you go out and you, you go, is that fast and efficient enough? What could I do better? test and measure. So the measurement is going back and asking, is that good enough? What else can I do better? And it's not about being good enough, it's about exceeding expectations. And you know, for the general electrician out there, from my experience of hiring you know, over 50 people um, in the last couple of years, there's people who will just go out and do whatever they're trying to do without communicating Back to the office. And it's just, yeah, it's just no connection built. Yeah. And and the company, companies out there, they're trying to create a culture for you, but if you're not engaging in it, there's no point. Like
1: you're you're in the wrong spot for you as a person. And there's no point working in an environment that's not suited to the person that you are. So you need to identify who you're working for, why you work for them, and is that a good fit yeah you might find after you actually think about these situations that yeah you you might not be suited to what they're after because your style is different or you're more suited to something else or you can identify yeah these are the goals this is what i need to do yeah yeah and if you're a company
0: owner or a manager you need to be clear about first of all what your values are in the business Um, And having clear understanding of exactly what you need in an electrician and then clearly communicating that with the electrician as well. But then, you know, the most important thing is hiring people who are willing to learn because, and it's pretty hard to, to work out, but you should be asking some really, you know, quirky questions to understand what they are looking for. And if you want some information or some of the questions that I asked during the interview process, and welcome to email me and I'll share some of that with you. But what you need to be thinking about is how do I find out if this person is a learner and... Going to fit with your yeah, culture. That's not, and not an arrogant person who feels like they're the best yeah. or feels closed off to criticism because of some personal insecurities of not being good enough or something else that's happened, which is fine if you've got those, but just know that people generally aren't out there to attack you and are usually there to help and would love to help if you showed them that you are willing to learn. So find those people and hire those people that are willing to learn. Even if it's, if you start off with someone who's underskilled skilled that will soon be better than that
1: high achiever arrogant Definitely. egotist. Yeah. Don't who, be afraid to hire someone based on character and less on skill level. Yeah. Because they're easily adaptable, easily moldable, and if they've got a passion for learning, they'll quickly learn the skills that they may be deficient in and if especially if if you can identify where they might lack and you can tailor some training towards that, yep. then it's, it's a quite a speedy process provided they're the right person that's willing to learn and willing to change to be part of your team.
0: Yeah, and like I've built this tool, the Electrician Success Academy is there to help you guide your electricians through the process of understanding you know, the mechanics of electrical, the theory, the business side of things, customer service, the whole package, So that they are understanding and they can grow faster without with minimal input from you as a manager or a business owner. So that's, you know, we've been through these challenges before and recently we built this system for our own team and it's such a great system and platform for learning that, you know, I wanted to share it with the industry and that's what we've got today. So, you know, find people who are in good character, who are willing to learn and have you know, are able to take criticism um, and then put them through a training program um, so that they are upskilled quickly, because at the beginning an underskilled person is a risky investment, yeah. but the investment is the future so much higher than because you can mold them into what you need them to be if they're a learner. Yeah. Someone that's closed off and arrogant and thinks they're the best and the fastest and most technically whizzed person <laughs> in the
1: world. You just can't mold them. So what it also does is it creates a loyalty there because if you take the time to improve someone's skill set, then they will feel more obliged to be like, hey, this this company has helped me out. They've helped me become what I am. I have no interest in leaving because they've helped me develop into who I am now. So it helps you to retain your staff and the investment that you make in that training isn't wasted by them looking for it or going elsewhere. Relatively yeah, quickly. So
0: yeah, I think, so. yeah. It comes back to sustain sustainability again, like it, and retention of staff. Like, what are you doing as a business owner or manager to ensure that these people that work for you are considered equal, are valued, enjoy their time, enjoy at work. their time at work, feel a real sense of growth, uh, and hopefully, you're hiring the people that like those values because they're the people that are going to. Skyrocket your business to the next level, really. Um, finding people who are that think they are the best and you know can do it all is—they're going to go their way. And if you hire four or five people like that, you've got all these different directions yeah. of these know-it-alls. Yeah, I know. Very like, hard to manage. Else.
1: Yeah, like it's impossible to manage. It'd be akin to someone like a an elite basketball coach coaching a team full of superstars. Like it often doesn't work because. they're they're all individually brilliant and they all think that they're individually brilliant and they don't want to play as a team. So you've got to be cautious of that. Yeah, you'll end up... It's almost impossible to manage.
0: Yeah. What's your experience been with managing people who are, you know... On their own track? Yeah, and who are always
1: blaming something else rather than taking on... It delays the process for the learning and the growth because they're not open to it so instead of highlighting an issue once and then seeing an improvement the following week or the week after it's often you've got to highlight the issue once twice three times and then you have a relatively tough conversation with them about not taking the advice that we've been trying to dish out and you need to sort of snap them into like you need to start taking this on board and then that's a painful process for both parties. Well, that's conflict. Now, yeah. yeah, that what that's done is you've, you've sort of conflict management. You've tried to do it the way that the other members of the team might respond, and you've had success that way before. And that hasn't worked, so then you've had to go to a different strategy, which is like a, a more harsh conversation, and that creates tension, and it, it's more difficult to work with. So, yeah, what it's got. Those individuals in your team they're harder to train, they're harder to manage and it's harder to convey um, criticism and it's also harder to convey compliments because those people have put up a wall to thinking that what you're trying to tell them is is not the way that they do things or anything like that so they, they can they can rebut against the negatives, they can rebut against the positives and then you create this division and the connection there sort of diminishes and it becomes very difficult to manage that mm. particular person in the team. Yeah. Although their skill might be exemplary, like on, on the tools, they might be really good, they might be letting themselves down in other areas that say we sort of focus on or we would like to see um, or we have KPIs versus other areas that are not tool-related, like not being on the tools related. So, um, yeah, the people that let themselves down in other areas um, can be, yeah, just makes it difficult to manage. How does that make you feel? uh, Irritated is the main thing because I guess um, to double-edged sword, you've seen the strategies that you can use on other people work if they're open to the learning and the process. Mm. So, it's a very easy and smooth transition with some people and then other people simply based on their own character make things harder than what they need to be and you know that because you've seen how easy it is with other people and Mm. that just becomes frustrating because you're like, you seem to go, you think, oh, this process worked with this person, this person, this person. Why isn't it working with you? Mm. And that's just... The individual characteristics of that person, and you just need to be able to identify that and try and tailor it to suit them. I guess, and that's where it's important for the
0: manager to come to the electrician with the barrier and say, "Hey, what's happening? Why is it is? Do you need some more support? It's okay if you don't understand this. uh, Talk to me. Be open and honest. But you know where it all breaks down and you end up losing your job is when you after that conversation, the electrician still has barriers up, still continues, to make, continues to make the same mistake, but continues to not learn. Yeah. And that's the the key thing is that the barriers cause uh, a blockage in your growth. Yeah. And when we're talking about success, it all comes down to being uh, open and willing to learn from every single person on this planet and see their viewpoint from the way that they see it and then respect that viewpoint. And then you can make your mind up after that. Is that a better way or not? Because maybe you're the electrician and you're doing it a better way and the manager doesn't even know about it. But it's not until you've listened to the manager and said, yeah, I can see how that's... But have you considered this back to the manager Wall, like all of a sudden, managers like, oh, I haven't considered that. But if you're straight out, no, it's not the right way. You should be doing it this way. The manager's not going to listen, and it comes down to any any conversation ever It's you've got to come in with a listening ear first and genuinely listen, wait, absorb it, give it some time, then come back at a later date and say, I've really thought about what you said, but have you considered
1: this? Yeah. Cool. that's the the most efficient way to resolve any sort of yeah. any sort of issue yeah. it's for, if both parties were to listen the issue most probably wouldn't be there in, in the first place it's um, one or both parties are failing to to take the time to actually listen to what's It only takes
0: one person yeah because as soon as one person and it's and you're in control of you, so if you're the person that stops and listens, and genuinely listens, and then sits there and thinks about it, and then says, "Thank you for sharing that information. I can see it from your point of view, but my point of view is like this because of this reason," then that person will actually have, they will stop and listen because you've you've actually listened to them first. It's just. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, Ken. <laughs> it's just the way the cookie crumbles. All right, cool. Now I had an awesome discussion today. Love to hear your feedback, everyone. Um, you got any plans
1: for next week? Uh, good, Yeah, got a couple of big jobs on, so yeah, Sweet. that'll be interesting. Yeah, get out on the tools and help the guys a bit. So cool, it'll be fun. We'll be able to come back and have a chat about that. Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah, always encourage your feedback, everyone. Please share your comments or thoughts or ideas that you've had watching this uh, down below. Remember, this is a community where we can all share our experiences, and you know, we're open to learning new things from you. So if you've heard what something that we've said, which might not be what you think. Then come to us, let us know what you reckon. Like honestly, I am I have no ego <laughs> <laughs> at the moment.
1: <laughs>
0: so um yeah, thank you again for watching and really appreciate your time and looking forward to the next one.
1: See ya. See ya. Bye bye. That's a good one. That's a month. <laughs>
0: Hey, guys, thank you so much for being here. Just a reminder, use the promo code PODCAST, podcast, all in capital letters, at checkout at the Electrician Success Academy to get a lifetime 10% off for being one of our awesome listeners here at the Electrician Success Podcast. Anyway, have a fantastic day. I hope you're crushing it out there, and I'll see you in the next episode.